It's a beautiful day in this buddyhood, a beautiful day for a buddy. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a buddyful day in this beauty wood, a buddyful day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a buddy just like you. I have always wanted to talk about the tunes with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since you're a subscriber, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my buddy? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my buddy? Hello, podcast neighbor. It's Tim. Tim here. Yeah. For for another episode of Your Buddies... Uh, solo style today. It's just Tim. Timmy on the mic. Maddie will be back next week. You know, these solo eps, uh, as I'm sure you've detected as a longtime uh, lieutenant in the army, uh, they're great for when Matt or I have been obsessing about something and we need to get it off our chests, right? And maybe the other one of us is not quite as interested in this particular thing it's just sort of an opportunity to talk at you about something um, very important to one of us, at least. And today, what that means for you is you are going to learn a little bit about children's music. And if I can be more specific, uh, the music of Johnny Costa and Fred Rogers. You know, human beings learn best and most from other human beings. That's all part of being human. And we learn best from people who really care about us. People we really like. It's you, I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair. But it's you I like. I don't think it's really exaggerating to say that everybody knows about Mr. Rogers and what makes Mr. Rogers so special, right? I'm not going to linger too much in this episode on the genius and the joy of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the public television program that ran for about 45 years. I... Because I'm sure you know, and if you don't, there are ample and better sources all over the place, at your local library, on the World Wide Web, for you to become knowledgeable about that subject. What I'm especially interested in today is the music of Mr. Rogers, the music that Fred Rogers wrote and if I can be even more specific, I'm, I'm really interested in the way it was performed by Mr. Rogers' musical director, Johnny Costa. He is one of the most gifted musicians that I have ever met. He is probably one of the finest jazz pianists in the world. With that kind of music, you couldn't help but find inside there an exceedingly sensitive man. So I guess the story begins, well, 
in in the place that all good stories begin, Arnold, Pennsylvania, January 18th, 1922, the day Johnny Costa was born. Uh, just a little bit about Johnny. He started playing piano, you know, when he was like seven and he learned at an early age that he had perfect pitch, got a degree in music, um, learned how to teach music as well, but ended up with this job as the house pianist for KDKA, uh, a TV station in Pittsburgh and, and on radio as well. I guess that's a thing you had back in the day in like the fifties and the sixties is house pianists. That's cool. Um, anyway, that was, that was Johnny's job for a little while. And he's just ripping, ripping away on piano and playing organ for different shows. Uh, and eventually he gets uh, asked to sign on for a hundred episodes of a new show coming to TV, coming to public television uh, and being filmed in Pittsburgh called Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day. Now again, you probably know a lot. You, you know that you know the deal with Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I'm sure. But you may not have known. I didn't know until very recently that Mr. Rogers wrote all the music for his program, including the opening theme song. Um, he was like a really gifted and prolific songwriter, it turns out. And he uh, got Johnny Costa to, again, agree to be his pianist for that first order of 100 episodes of the show. And Johnny agreed to do it on a very specific condition. He didn't want to play... Um, music for kids. When I first started to work with Fred, I mean, I was real, and I mean, a real jazzer, you know. And and I thought, well, I don't know, Jill's program. And I just wonder, can I play the things that I'm, I've been playing, that I want to play, you know? And uh, Fred didn't care. And so when I play uh, Good Feeling, you know, I didn't do it for the years of a child. I didn't do it this way. Do that, so I figured, well, and Fred loved it, and uh, and I I kept doing it, and the people loved it. I'm so used to it now, but in a way, it must have been a little surprising to most folks, um, and definitely it made the show stand out. I'm sure among other children's programming that did not feature this really like ornamental and complex piano jazz which Johnny Costa was really a master of. There are many ways to make pictures and letters and clouds. And there are many ways to tell and show people you love them. There are many ways to say I love you. There are many ways to say I care about you. Anyway. Lo and behold, it was a big success. Uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood went on to, to make 912 episodes uh, 
over about 45 years. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, if you're the, you know, if you direct the music on a kid's show, you probably write the theme song and then they play that at the start of every episode. And then maybe there's, you know, a sing-along or something that you write and then record after the fact or ahead of time or something. Um, You would be wrong in the case of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's something that I think feels natural to anyone who grew up with this show, but to stop and consider this is kind of amazing. Mr. Rogers, every single episode of that show is recorded with live music right there in the studio. Johnny Costa and a bass player and a drummer would sit just off screen uh, and they'd have a little uh, TV monitor so they could see whatever is being recorded. And they have Mr. Rogers' script, and they play along live every single episode, uh, even down to the theme song. They performed the It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, that iconic theme, uh, discreetly every single time that the show was recorded. And the result, I have to tell you, folks, as um, as a lover of jazz... And as a parent of a one-year-old, watching Mr. Rogers with some frequency, it is, it is a dream. It is so cool to turn on each new episode and hear this band take a little different approach at the song. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this... It's always just a bit different. Sometimes Johnny is, like, playing very gentle, like, relaxing, cool kind of accompaniment as Mr. Rogers sings. Other times, it sounds like Johnny is playing like his life depends on it. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day. He shreds perpetually through this 90-second song. So, you know, once the intro is done, uh, the show is basically Fred just talking to his television neighbor, to the kids watching And I guess the adults, too. And, uh, you know, imparting his wisdom the way he does or maybe showing some neat prop that he brought in uh, to the house this time around, like some crayons or uh, a painting or, you know, a shoe or something and make it interesting and, and pluck some lessons out of thin air, seemingly. And as Fred is talking you know the magic of having a band in the studio having a guy like johnny costa there leading the music he would noodle away uh, while fred is talking almost like a musical stream of consciousness to match whatever mr rogers is saying um and the way these two would sync up this was not rehearsed this was just um a really smart musician intuiting what the right uh, vibe was for any given moment. And it led to just gorgeous um, 
introspective, sort of meditative moments on this show. When parents decide that they can't buy something that their child wants, that gives the chance to learn that nobody can have everything. It's often hard for moms and dads to decide how to spend the money that they have to care for their family. But they do He knows just what to play at every moment, including sometimes not playing. Sometimes he knows that Fred just needs to talk right to the kid about something important. And so Johnny stops playing. It's really thrilling to watch this show um, knowing that it is also a live musical performance uh, in every episode. That's really a cool feature of Mr. Rogers, not just the, I mean, beyond the obvious like narrative virtues of the show, it is a musically exciting program. Sometimes you feel like holding your pillow all night long. Sometimes you hug your teddy bear tightly. He's old, but he's still strong. And sometimes you want to snuggle up closely with your own mom or dad at night. You even so you might be asking yourself, um, like, why would it? Why? Why jazz, though? Like, obviously, Fred Rogers liked it, and so that's why he hired Johnny Costa to do it. But. Does it make any sense for a kid's show? And, you know, if you if you listen to any children's music, like I do a lot in my life now, uh, it's true that jazz is rarely a main ingredient in this stuff. I will say that a lot of kids' music is more artful and interesting and complex and listenable for adults. Um, than one would think just by hearing the words kids music you know it's it's better than you'd think but it's definitely not jazzy by and large so why did this work why did why did Fred and Johnny have 45 years of success doing like live jazz recordings day after day in this public TV studio I don't have the answer I am not a musicologist. I am not like a uh, pediatric neuroscientist. I have no idea, but I can guess. Uh, as a real musician, I can offer you my uh, surface insights. <laughs> and I guess to me, what it all comes down to is jazz often gets a, a bad rap uh, as being like stuffy or sophisticated or complicated or adult. Um, and it can be all of those things. It can be many of those things at once. But I think what it ultimately is, in most cases, is playful. If you've got an hour, now's the time to share it. If you've got a flower, wear it. This is just the day. I think jazz, by by its nature, being so um, heavy on improvisation, 
uh, and exploration, like sonic exploration, I think there is sort of an element of play to good jazz music. And certainly what Johnny Costa and his band were laying down in every episode of Mr. Rogers was good jazz music. Um, if you just like tune out whatever Mr. Rogers is saying and just listen to the music during this show, you will be impressed. Like if you, if you're someone who like knows a lot about jazz, I think you would come away and say, this guy is super good. This band is really good and uh, intuitive and they're listening to each other and responding to one another. And it's, it's really cool in that way, but, and it's all play. It's just, um, kind of, it's goofing off with your buddies in, in music. Basically, if one player does an interesting lick, the other player can hear it and, uh, expand on it or take it a different direction. Um, this sort of thing is happening on like a micro level in jazz all the time. And so, it's, it's sort of like watching musicians at play in both senses of the word. If you've got a smile, now's the time to show it. If you've got a horn, then blow it. It's the minute to begin it. This is just the day. So maybe that's why it speaks to children, or maybe at least why it works for kids. I don't think, uh, I don't think most kids like come away as jazz experts after watching Mister Rogers, but I do think Mister Rogers works in a way that it it maybe wouldn't as well if the music wasn't what it was. If I may offer a little bit of supporting evidence to to my case, John Batiste who is a beloved jazz pianist at work today. Uh, you might, if you've ever seen The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, he was the band leader for many years. He also wrote a lot of the music for Disney Pixar's Soul. And he wrote like the jazzier elements. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the more like electronic side of that um, soundtrack. But John Batiste, great jazz pianist. Uh, and he, you know, think knowing that he was writing jazz music that would be heard mostly by kids for this Pixar movie, he said, uh, his words are, are that jazz is good for kids because it is in the moment. Here's his quote. That feeling is what makes jazz so special. It's literally the thing that's happening as you're watching it right in front of you. It's the most modern art form because it's happening a millisecond at a time. End quote. Batiste also said that he felt like he had a big responsibility to present authentic jazz music to the kids watching Soul and to honor the heritage, especially the black heritage of jazz music. And Johnny Costa, for his part, uh, is a white guy, <laughs> or he was a white guy when he was alive, but he was a big student of Art Tatum. Who was one of the best jazz pianists ever, um, kind of before, like maybe like a generation before 
Johnny Costa. Uh, and they met, and Art Tatum literally gave Johnny Costa the title The White Art Tatum. Costa was influenced musically by Art Tatum, and so uh, he's giving flavors of Art Tatum to my one-and-a-half-year-old and to every kid who watches Mr. Rogers. That's pretty cool. Ultimately, just going back to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and why it's working so well for me and, and why I think Johnny Costa deserves way more credit than he gets as a real musician and as an influencer of like the minds and souls of children is that he and Fred together as buddies created this beautiful vibe. But you know, the toughest thing is to love somebody who has done something mean to you, especially when that somebody has been yourself. Have you ever done anything mean to yourself? Well, it's very important to look inside yourself and find that loving part of you. That's the part that you must take good care of and never be mean to because that's the part of you that allows you to love your neighbor. And your neighbor is anyone you happen to be with at any time of your life. Respecting and loving your neighbor can give everybody a good feeling. To watch Mr. Rogers is, is honestly like to go to therapy. It is peaceful. It is gentle. Um, and Costa's music perfectly matches the tenor and the spirit that Fred Rogers goes for in every episode. Fred is nice and he's thoughtful. I mean, he can't hear the kids talking to him, but it's like he's listening at all times. Uh, and he's open and he's earnest and he's compassionate. He's accepting all of all of that. I, f I find to be in the notes that Johnny Costa is playing in each episode. I, maybe I'm being too romantic about it, but I think if you, <laughs> I would honestly urge you as an adult member of the Ear Buddies Army to uh, download the PBS Kids app <laughs> and pull up an episode of Mr. Rogers and just take it in anew. It's probably been years, right, since you've watched Mr. Rogers. Maybe you never have. But I would honestly challenge you to turn it on as an adult and not be moved by what uh, Johnny Costa and Fred Rogers do together in the moment, episode after episode. I mean, when you think about it, it's, it's basically what Matt and I are doing on every episode of Ear Buddies as well. I would say with just as much success and magic. And I am sure that you agree. So I will sign off uh, with a big, warm thank you to you for listening. 
with a big warm wish you were here to my pal Matt, wherever you are, and a big warm uh, hug to Johnny and Fred. After you've heard someone play beautiful music, sometimes you'd just like to have a quiet time to remember it. Let's just sit and think about what we've heard. I like to know people who use their lives to make music for others. It gives me such a good feeling that there are such people in this world. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling you're growing inside. And when you wake up ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too. I like to have television visit with you. I do. And you know when I'll be back? The next time. That's right. We'll be together then. Bye-bye.